you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And D. Youngblood and J. Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show. <laughs> I think I remembered it. I think that's what it was. Okay. Well, that'll work. D. D. Youngblood. It, what it, if it sounds menacing, that's what it is. <laughs> if it's scary, then that's clearly what it is. Well, if you're you like go. kind of like not bothered by that, then I got it wrong. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. It works. Like, okay, I was going to say, which yeah. one is it? Like, I don't know. I think I, it's D. Young. I think yeah, it's D. Young. We'll go with that. Yeah, D. Young Blood. It sounds yeah. like somebody from New Orleans. So that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, we made it to Friday. Yay. Welcome to yes. Friday. Um, let's go ahead and get some announcements out of the way. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about this increasingly yes. as we get closer and closer to Marriage Family Life Conference 2023. That's so excited. Right. Registration is officially open, but you know that because you're registering. And how exciting yeah. is that? I mean, that's really, truly exciting. But will the great let our listeners know a little bit yeah. more about the conference and where they can go to register? Yeah, go to marriagefamilylife.net to register. Right now is the early bird uh, registration time. And so uh, you get a, di- a discount for registering now. So, I, you know, if I were you, I would go there, marriagefamilylife.net, and register. Conference will be happening July 6th through the 8th uh, here in Tupelo, Mississippi, at the Cadence Bank Arena. Mm-hmm. It's the, and someone had a question about that. It's the same place, right? Yeah, same place, different yeah. name. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's going to be yeah. a great time. We are preparing, you know, just getting everything um, uh, together. Uh, great lineup of speakers. And if you go to marriagefamilylife.net, you can see the speaker list and you can read their bios as well. Some, if you have been to the conferences in the past, you will uh, see some names you recognize, you know, uh, uh, there was, you know, a call to bring some people back, you know, so um, it's just going to be a a good, good time. Uh, Like I say, all the time, you know, it feels like a big family reunion to me, like like like-minded people uh, in a time where you feel like, ma'am, am I the only one? No, you're Mm -hmm. not. There are so many others that are, uh, contending for the faith. Our theme this year is going to be for his glory alone, for Amen. his glory alone. And this is going to be an exciting time. So marriagefamilylife.net to register. Yeah. Um, I was thinking when you, the question that somebody had about, is it the same place? Yeah. It, name changes can, can be tricky. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because so really just to help you understand um, the cadence mm-hmm. arena is still the Bancorp South Arena. Mm-hmm. It just has undergone a name change. It's like Kanye West to Yeezy. <laughs> or Ye. Or Ye. Or, 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 or Ye. Yeah. yeah. I don't know Yay. which one. It's like it's... <laughs> from Prince to the artist formerly known as Prince. Same person, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> which right. I don't, you know, I'm not that that part of pop culture i'm not no. exactly clear on i think there was some like licensing thing or something yeah, was, he was trying to know, outrun pretty, pretty crazy you know which i think is a clever way to do it if somebody owns your name yeah you know that you could just go by the artist formerly known as the name that is owned by an entity totally. i don't understand how that even works is it like mika and miki 
Who owns that? <laughs> I mean, like who even like who even owns <laughs> that? Nobody. Broadcaster who, formerly known as Miki. In the words, Mika. in the words of one of my favorite young people, Luke. Uh, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody I cares. cannot wait. Like he's 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 nine. I think is he nine? I don't think sure. he's ten yet. He's not double digits. I don't know. Forgive me that I don't know exactly. I think he's nine. Um, but I cannot wait for him to be like you know nineteen, and then just to give him no rest on saying that all the time. It's he said this only a couple times in communication, like with other kids, but it became a catchphrase in our family for some unknown reason, because sometimes. It's the perfect response to nonsense. Petty, pettiness. Because right. Betty, you know? Nope. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, no, no. Um, so, yeah, the Cadence uh, Arena is the same as the Bancorp South. So, marriagefamilylife.net to learn more information about speakers and uh, to register. You can go to marriagefamilylife.net. It's the Friday Gumbo Show. That means that everything goes into the pot. We do a recap and we may throw in another story. I think there's some good news here um, that I haven't covered that uh, has come out of Louisiana and the measures or the steps that they're taking to curtail the use of pornography by young people, mm. by children. And um, I think this is really good. And, and one of the questions that comes to my mind, so I'll just kind of throw this in the mix and then we'll open the phone lines up. It's sort of like a letter rip type mm. thing. We just kind of load it up and then let you recap with us and then also just throw this story into the mix. It's a new one today, um, at least here on Aaron the Addisons. But um Sorry, I just thought about the listener who said it took her forever to learn who Aaron Aaron was. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can I just say here, guys, look, okay, for better or for worse, I'm going to chase the squirrel. Let me just say, you know, when you hear something like that, it's immediately funny. Mm -hmm. But then the mind does an interesting thing where the mind starts to try to process exactly what are you saying that we don't speak well? Like, is <laughs> is that the thing? Or is it, you know what I mean? You just don't know. And so I'm choosing to go with the former that it's just a funny thing that it kind of maybe sounds like that. <laughs> well. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Back to Louisiana. Here's another story <laughs> for you. This is some good news coming out of Louisiana. This is from, um, this is an NPR story, but you can find this story anywhere if you would Google and look up this information. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh the headline that grabbed my attention, looking to watch porn in Louisiana, expect to hand over your ID. Louisiana's new law, which went into effect on January 1, will protect minors from viewing pornography. However, experts argue that the law could come with serious privacy risks, which is so interesting to me that a law designed to protect children, there's some concern that this law could inadvertently lead to the exposure of people who consume pornography yeah. <laughs> yeah so so it's like it's like i mean i understand it's damaging and destroying eight-year-olds you know mm. okay <laughs> but what if this information falls into the hands of the wrong person and we have like an ashley madison situation <laughs> yeah. i mean because that's what the conflict is right. the conflict is do we want to protect children who aren't coming back from this kind of exposure or do we want to run the risk of having an Ashley Madison of people who want to consume reprehensible content mm-hmm. and then just do that and then get on with their life? Okay, mm. that's that's the question there. Wow. Back to the article. On websites showcasing adult-only content, verifying your age by typing your birth date and clicking go is deemed a simple process. But in Louisiana, that's no longer the case. As of January 1, 2023, 
people in Louisiana will need to present proof of their age, such as a government-issued ID, to visit and view pornographic websites like Pornhub and YouPorn and RedTube. The controversial law known as Act 440 requires adult websites to screen their visitors using reasonable age verification. Pause for just a second here. Why is this like controversial when this is implemented for anything else that people desire it Mm. to be implemented Mm -hmm. for? Any anything else, like if you have to subject yourself to age verification, you do it. Right? I think the I think the problem here is that the it's the proof that is required. Yeah. So you're gonna have to have your driver's license, you know, so it's like it identifies (laughs) you, which Mm -hmm. I think in some way is a is a it's a conflict for the closeted porn user yeah, well, because definitely. it actually associates you with what you're doing. It, it, it brings you face to face with the you that you are exactly. that you're consuming. I mean, that sin is one of uh, <laughs> secrecy and privacy. Mm. It's like one, it, it grows yeah. in darkness. So mm-hmm. if you're required now to have an ID <clears throat> to be able <laughs> to, you know, view that stuff. Yes. It, 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 and that's a good thing. It shows it, it shines the light. That's what happens. It shines yeah. the light on something that's in darkness um, and something that a lot of people don't want to know is going on. And so um, that this this measure, you know, I feel like it's a, it's a great thing yeah. for many different reasons, you know. And that should be this. This will put another impediment, hopefully, you know, before people. Yes, know? absolutely. And, and, and can I just say this? I think it's so important to recognize that uh, Governor John Bell Edwards in Louisiana is not a Republican. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So what I'm saying is you can do it if you will. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, so if you are in a place where you, you, if you would pride yourself and say, I live in a red state, then show it. Yeah. Then show it. Then, then what about measures like this in place to protect children? Like, is it, is it possible? I mean, if, if it's, well, anyway, if it's easy enough that a democratic governor could do it, then it seems to me that it just takes the will to do it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think is interesting about this Act uh, 440 is that the new law applies to any website whose content is at least 33.3% pornographic material that is harmful to minors. How that's that really, <laughs> I, I don't know, and I don't even know how they're going to calculate that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how that's going to um, be enforced, but... What what I think is good about it, the thing that I like about it mm-hmm. is that it understands that a site does not have to be expressly pornographic for it to be pornographic and harmful to children. Mm. Do you know, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, you you don't have right. to right. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah. identify yourself as a excuse. You know, it's not a play on words here, but you don't have to call yourself a porn hub to be a porn hub. Right. You understand what I'm saying? To be a place that is is harmful and destructive to children. And yeah. so I really think that this is good. And, mm-hmm. and I think other states should follow suit. I think I think that residents um, in states where you care about your children should be pushing for this. You should be mm-hmm. pushing from the bottom up like this is this is one of those things that you should have. We should have always been wondering, why is it that our kids excuse me? Why is it that our kids have to be robbed of their innocence mm-hmm. and we act like we just don't know what to do? Yeah. We just don't know. We don't know how to protect the babies, yeah. but we do. We do. We it's just do that it. we don't want to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm and, saying? And I think that's, yeah. the, that's the, that's the case. Like, do you really see that 
this is a problem and are willing to have some action put behind it. So this uh, right here would be a precedent for other states to say, like, well, can we do what Louisiana did? Yeah. You know? Can and, we get a 440 here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's good. And and I think it's important for us to know that it can be done. Yeah. So for our listeners all across the country, I think it's important for us to know, hey, it can be done. And you guys don't have to speak like we do in Louisiana to call for similar action. But let me just also let me kind of give it to you in Louisiana terms. You can say, can we do what Louisiana and them doing? <laughs> what are they doing over there? Can, can, we, can we do, it's all D's, okay, guys? Can we do what Louisiana and them doing over there? Okay, that's it. All right, and it's it's Act 440, all right? Um, one other thing about this, and I think I've already made this point, but I, I really do think it's interesting to see the pushback and to read some of the commentary on this, and there is great concern over exposure, mm. uh, unwanted exposure. Now, how ironic is that? that the the great pushback is the infringement of privacy, right? Like you may unwittingly expose me that I'm consuming this, that I am using pornography when I have to submit all of my information and connect my use to me as a person, you may expose me. Mm -hmm. Like what if your website is hacked? You may expose me. And it's interesting because these people are saying, I don't want the risk of exposure, And interestingly enough, that's exactly what parents are saying about their children. We don't want the risk of exposure. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it comes down to a fight of like, okay, who's more important? (laughs) And I think I think the consumers of of this are saying we are and will fight for it for as long as they can. I think the websites are saying our consumers are. I think the people who are peddling it are saying our consumers are because you have to understand also that this if if people have to. In Louisiana, if they have to verify who they are before they can access that site, do you understand that that affects some dollars? If people start to become apprehensive and they're just like, I don't I don't I don't want to put my name in there. I don't want to put that. in." you know, yeah, I mean, come on. Right. So you can understand how this is not something that would be easily achieved, but it's worth the effort. It's worth the fight. And so anyway, uh, stand up, Louisiana. Job well done. I, mm-hmm. I, I would say I, we applaud you. Great job um, under the leadership of, of John Bell Edwards. I, I think this is good for them. Good yeah. for them. And more importantly, great for our children. Yes. All Amen. right. When we get back, we'll recap the week. It's the Friday Gumbo Show. Everything goes into the pot. And then we'll open the phone lines up. Also want to go to some family mail. Okay. That I'm going to call from here on out fam mail. Fam okay? mail. I like you see that. what I did there? Yes. Got to be very careful. Fam mail. Erin yes. the Addison's American Family <laughs> Radio. We'll be right back. was chasing after vapors gassed up now i'm thinking i was maybe backwards i realized that i lied to me now it's looking at to me why not just ignore for size when they nod to me hold up did i really mean it when i said that i would follow hard now i'm freezing where my legs at scared to let go 
What feels safe was really danger. I made a mess though. Then went up levels by forsaking everything in my past. I'll let great. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. It's our gumbo show. Everything within reason goes in the pot. Uh, you are a huge part of this show. We're going to open the phone lines up sooner rather than later. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Triple E with Gave It All. D. Youngblood and J. Mac on tap to help us navigate this Friday show. Uh, just thinking about a couple of things that make you feel really good as a mom and um, looking at your kids grow and some of their accomplishments. And <clears throat> one of them is, you know, it's, it's I'm setting up, right? I mean, it's it, anyway, um, I am serious often. Uh, but anyway, I, it's a huge accomplishment watching your two year old, your your toddler uh, mm-hmm. become a rapper. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i don't want to laugh because it's going to start a cough but that <laughs> so hilarious he has very few words he has he has many just not many that we can decipher right he you says I mean? something that he knows what he he saying. knows what he's saying <laughs> and it's amazing and i i was concerned initially because timmy kid number six um it was very quiet in the beginning he just right. didn't he just didn't use a lot of words. Perfect right. understanding, could carry out tasks, you know, but he just, he was just very quiet. He, he just he I made guess, sounds, though. Like, he, remember, it was like. Just, they sounded like the words. Yeah, but, but it he wasn't. he chose the, not to move his Exactly. Mouth. It was like, uh-oh, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> just, what are you doing? You know, like, why? But once he decided, I'm going to say something, it has not stopped. So it's, <laughs> he's a communicator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just you don't understand. One of the things that I was saying to um, um, one of our sisters at our local fellowship, just talking about and, and, and thinking about what you deal with with a toddler and anybody who's raised a toddler, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You might be in this right now. Um, talking to a two year old is is like talking to an alien <laughs> that has invaded your country. And is making demands of you. <laughs> right? And they know exactly what they're saying to you, but but you don't know. And and you're trying to figure it out, but they get so angry that you're you're right. insolent. You right. don't understand. And it's like they and I feel like, you know, they're like, and that's why I'm gonna take over your planet because you're so <laughs> ignorant. You don't know. And so talking to a two-year-old is like that. You're standing there <laughs> and you're desperate to figure it out. You're like, I would comply. I want to comply. I just don't know what you want. But they just do things like, and you're like, what? And you're like, I I don't. And then at the moment that, you know, you think you, you're going to be shown mercy, they take those, you know, suction cup fingers and start, you know, grabbing on you and pulling on you. You know, and you're just like, I don't know what you want. So as any American who doesn't want to be taken up to the planet, you, you know, start grabbing for stuff to try to meet their demands. Is it this? Maybe yeah, this. Right. And you're just show trying me, to, like, just process me, of elimination. Bring me to it. Like, what is it? Come on, we'll follow you. And so now he's learned, come here, come here. Yeah. So that's come how here, we get here. to the bottom of everything. <laughs> come here, come here. Uh, I will just tell you, if your kid asks for water milk, it's, uh, what wh- is that? What about a milk? What, <laughs> what about a milk? What about a milk? What about a milk? So you, through the process of elimination, We've learned that he's asking for a cup of milk. Yes. And and if you slow it down and play it backwards, you actually can hear him <laughs> say, what about a cup of milk, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but listening to it, 
in his native tongue, you get nothing of that. Nothing right. of that. All right, welcome back to Aaron the Addison. This is a Friday Friday Gumbo Show. Just I just try I just want everybody to understand what we're doing what we're dealing with. All right, this is the world that we're living in. This one yes, hour is. that we get to spend with you is uh, sort of a break from all of that, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> a small oh, fraction of the life that we live. Very okay. Small. All right, let's <laughs> let's do a quick recap of the week. Yes. Well, I tell you what, let's mm-hmm. do this first before mm-hmm. we go into recapping because I know you will, and and so what you'll do is as soon as I recap stuff, you'll go into a whole lot of detail about that. Yeah, you know me. You know I just can't. Stop. I know, and just Details, you know, just talking, 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 on, 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 on and on. What about a milk? What yeah. about a milk? Yeah. And you'll just keep going. Right. And so I don't want to do that. Um, I want to get to these emails that we got yesterday. Okay. Um, both of them um, related to the Deja Vu show that we did yesterday. Yes. And I thought that they were both encouraging. Yes. And um, and a challenge for us. And so I wanted to share them. And so I'm just going to I'm going to read this first one here and then go directly to the second one. Who am I kidding? There may be some commentary after the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. You know how it is. Okay. <laughs> Um, here we go. This is from our brother Jay, who listens to us in Alabama. Mm-hmm. He said, wow, what a week. Dr. Carl Truman on Tuesday and John Piper today. Piper is one of my go-to guys on matters of living scripture and the Christ-like life. Dr. Piper and Dr. Tim Keller are co-founders of the Gospel Coalition. They have been the subject of controversy, and I don't agree with every position they have taken. Dr. Keller bases much of his teaching on one principle— That is, that if there is something in your life that is more important to you than God, that thing is an idol. It is your God. As you pointed out, Dr. Truman says that the driver behind the trans ideology is that people have put their idea of self above the Imago Dei, the image of God in which they were created. In other words, I think this idea of self has become their God. This is what our brother Jay is saying. I think this idea of self has become their God. Therefore, in my view, removal of healthy, functional body parts could be viewed as a, quote, sacrifice to that God of self, Mm. a sacrifice to that God of self. If that train of logic makes sense, then I think the question of the nurse, the cake baker, the Mm -hmm. photographer can be answered by 1 Corinthians 10 verses 20 through 22. We cannot participate in the sacrificial rites of demons. Mm. He says, probably way too obtuse for radio, but you've read Truman and Piper, so I had to share. I don't think it's obtuse <laughs> right. at all. Right. I, 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 I think that you've really, and in fact, this is, um, and let me finish out his email. He says, by the way, Piper gave a sermon a number of times entitled The Essence of Evil. Mm. And he says, it's on YouTube. If you haven't heard it, it's well worth the hour. God bless you both. We love you, uh, Jay. Uh, and he listens to us again in, in Alabama. Uh, I don't think that that observation and that response is obtuse at all. I, I think it's very thoughtful. And I think that's that's the aim. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get to a biblically thoughtful response to our culture. Amen. We're trying to think through these issues. And again, as I said yesterday, even if someone happens to disagree with us, okay, fine. But my my kind of breaking into the conversation, I want the word of God to lead that, lead the charge, lead the way that I'm communicating. And so that's what we want to start doing. We want to think biblically. And so I thought that was an excellent email and it certainly made me think as I was reading it and I wanted to share it with our listeners. Okay. On to family mail number two. Mm -hmm. Um, This is from our brother, Jordan. I'm not sure exactly where Jordan is listening. 
But he writes, I love listening to you guys almost every day. The talk about where we draw the line, participating with unbelievers was incredibly uplifting for me because it reinforced yet again that I made the right decision two years ago. Hmm. I hope this short testimony may help someone else. And so just lean in on this and, and listen and be encouraged as I was encouraged as I was reading it yesterday. Hmm. He writes, I worked for an IT firm. I was paid well. I loved my team and my customers were fantastic. It was a great job, probably the best I've ever had. Well, our company was acquired and sometime later, I accidentally received the ticket for a client at another branch. That client was an abortion clinic. And after much prayer and discussion at home, I found myself in my manager's office telling him it was time for me to move on. This was the beginning of the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken. Mm -hmm. I knew my employer couldn't separate what I do from that clinic. Now that's key. I think that's key in what our brother is writing here. My employer couldn't separate what I do from that clinic. He continues, my employer was incredibly gracious and was able to leave. And I was able to leave on good terms with no hard feelings. A couple of months later, God was faithful. He led us to a new town and I'm now in an even better job, making more than I ever have before and with an even better team and client base. What's more, he used this time to give me the desires of my heart. I've always wanted a little bit of land to have some chickens and a huge garden, and I finally have it. But it never would have happened if I hadn't been faithful and stood firm on my convictions. He signs it, stay true, Jordan. Man, I was so encouraged as I read that. Man, I just, I, I found myself smiling because I, you, there are things that we know, and you guys know this even as listening, there are things that as you read them and as you're made aware of them, you're like, man, that's, I know God, that sounds like him. Mm, that that sounds like God. That's that's the God that I know that he invites <clears throat> us to trust him. Mm -hmm. He invites yes. us to trust him. And, and as we might say, you know, um, against all odds, if you will. But God does stack the odds against himself to show who he truly is. I mean, there are no odds like really do you, you people understand what I mean when yeah. I say that. But this is what is required of us in this hour. Now, I think what's interesting is much like when we read what happens in scripture, we're able to get the big picture mm -hmm. kind of all at once. So we can look at our brother's email here. And, but, but what I actually do is I kind of slow down and, and I start with the, a couple of months later. Mm. <laughs> so we've got a give or Man. take 60 day period here yeah. where you're not in the new job. Right. And you don't, the only thing that you are leaning on is your knowledge of God mm. that you know who he That's is good. and that, that you can trust him, that he is fully trustworthy. Mm. And, and again, mm. we have been invited into this type of relationship with God. It's a relationship that I think so many of us forfeit because it just makes us uncomfortable. Mm. You know, we just, we forfeit that opportunity to see the God who saved us um, because we just, we don't know exactly. It's like, in what. I'll say this and then we'll recap it. Well, let me open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. It's amazing when you really think about it. Like just, I'm going to say this and, and I know we, this is all obvious, right? We have trusted God to save our soul. Mm. We have trusted that what Jesus Christ did was sufficient. Now, this is the biggest thing. This is the eternal thing. This deals yeah. with like where you will spend ever. 
Yeah. Okay. Like where's ever going to be for you. Okay. And so we believe that God is able to save us and to redeem us and to forgive us and to invite us back into fellowship with him, a fellowship that was broken because of our own rebellion. We believe that putting our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, not walking a million miles, you know, not beating ourselves across the back, not, you know, (laughs) no, putting your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. living that out, living that conviction out, confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, repenting of your sin, right? That is enough to save us. But then we're like, but I don't really know if, I don't know about this whole, like, God's going to provide for my, like, you know, grocery bill. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you really think about it in those terms, it almost seems so trivial that it's embarrassing. (laughs) Right? Like, it seems so trivial. It's like the God who saves your soul cannot provide shelter for you. Oh, man. The God who saves your soul cannot take care of making sure that you have water or that you have electricity or that you have ample food. Right. This is why I think Mm. this is why the Lord Jesus says that the pagans run after these things, because you would have to not know God to feel like you have to do that. You would have to not know God to feel like you've got to run after those things. Right. Like the pagans seek after all these things. But your father in heaven knows that you need all of them. Mm. So he knows that when you take these steps of obedience and like when you submit to him and you trust him fully, he knows what the implications of that really are for you. Yeah. Probably better than you really know. Right. Yeah, no, that's good. And see, this is what testimonies do. Like, they encourage, yes. you know, they encourage us, you know, because the, the thing is, there there's going to be people who ha- had to take similar uh, steps or leaps, you know, and, mm-hmm. they're, and they're like, man, yeah, the Lord, you know, then there's, then there's uh, those who are like listening, like, man, wow, that's, that's encouraging what's being said here, because there's a leap I have to take, or there's a yes, potential right thing that's that coming moment. up. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, man, you, saw, you, saw, you, you are so right about us not truly knowing the the God we say that we we know if you know we can trust him for the saving of our souls and you know uh conforming our wills to his will but not for mm-hmm. like our daily sustenance it's like yeah. wow like man. that's that's man. that's a great point I don't know where our brother uh, Jordan is as far as his stage in life based on his email um I I would believe that he's a young man I, mm-hmm. I would I would imagine that uh, and I don't know if he has children. I, I don't know. Um, but one of the things that I would hope is that this would be one of those stones of remembrance in his life, mm. that this would be one of those markers yeah. that he would share with his children, that his children would share with their Man. children. Amen. And why? Because this is Deuteronomy six. Right. Yeah. This is yeah. telling of the greatness of God. Right. This is making much of God. And we fail to, to do gospel. this. That's right. It's an on-ramp to the gospel. It, mm-hmm. it, it shows your kids. And indeed, we, we've had many of these markers in our life, mm-hmm. Will and I have. And we share this with our children. Mm-hmm. And why, are we, why do we do this? Because we want them to understand <clears throat> excuse me, that we are a part of a living faith. Mm. That it's not, it's not a dead doctrine that we give mental assent to. That we are in relationship with the true and living God and ongoingly he is involved in the lives of his people. He is leading us by his spirit and then he is responding. He is responding in a way that is consistent with our steps of faith. The more the more the bigger the steps we the, the more you see. 
mm-hmm. right? Like you, you, you receive that measure that you extend. Like, do you really believe that the Lord is able to keep you? And so when you make much of this, when you are sharing this with your children mm-hmm. and grandparents, when you are sharing this with your grandchildren, these are, we, we simply call them testimonies, but they're not simple. They're profound mm-hmm. and they're very powerful and they build faith in our children. Amen. They remind our children that the Lord God that they serve is alive and he is at work in the life of his people. We'll take the break and we'll come right back. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. wonder what it's like to really live the life that Jesus Christ said that he came to give us. He said that he came to give us life and that abundantly. Mm. You've got to just wonder, like at some point we as Christians have got to be at the place where we're just like, man, this mediocrity is like the pits. Like, I hate it. Like, I hate this mediocre living. You know what I mean? To, yeah. to know what it is. And, and please don't mistake what I mean when I say abundant living. Don't think I'm talking about some type of like feel good. Like I'm, I'm talking about the abundant life in Christ that is knowing who he is and recognizing the invitation that we've received to come to him Amen. and, and, and for all that he is and, and to understand that all he has afforded us, that is truly abundant living. It's, it's a life that doesn't compare to anything else. If you are living below that, um, then, oh man, what a shame, what a shame because, um, it is, it is mediocrity, you know, and, mm. and I say that lovingly and respectfully, there is so much more that the Lord Jesus has for us as we have um, sought to follow him and lay down our life. Uh, okay, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and there was Zanti with Oxygen. Um, I'm going to do a quick recap, and then we're going to go straight to the phone lines. All on right. Monday, we started with the encouragement, make the most of the time mm-hmm. in your time. Make the most of the time in your time. On Tuesday, reminding you that true disciples of Christ are sore thumbs in Louisiana. In Louisiana, in America. <laughs> sorry, Louisiana. I'm sorry. And they're like, no, we'll take it. Yeah, yes, we're, we're true so, disciples of Christ right. around here. Amen. Sorry, guys. Um, true disciples of Christ are yeah. sore thumbs in Louisiana. I uh, read to you and talked around a commentary from Dennis you Prager. Louisiana again. <laughs> no. I was mocking myself. Oh, okay. Right. No, I was I was just saying Louisiana. Like, no, 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 that time I got it right. Sore thumbs in America. Isn't America isn't Louisiana in America? Yes, it is. It's the same thing. <laughs> it is exactly the same thing. Okay, it's not. Um that was on Tuesday. Dennis Prager commentary, a part of that program. And then yesterday, Will the Great, you talked about abiding in Christ. This is something yes. that you've been on. You've been encouraging us as a family in this. Yeah. Um I don't know if you wanted to speak to that. Just no, like. actually, it was Wednesday. And um, no, just, let me stop. Uh, Did I say yesterday? <laughs> oh, just, man. I'm you with could you. let these I, I, things I'm go. I'm picking with you. I'm picking I with have, you. Okay. That's fine. That's no, fine. But, go ahead. But abiding in Christ, I mean, that's what that's where our life is, you know. Yeah. And we talked about even the pruning phase of that, that that's a good thing. And it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good to us, you know, when it's happening, you know. But when you're able to look down the line, you're able to see, maybe look back. You're like, man, God was pruning me that more production would come from my life, you yes. know? And just looking at John chapter 15 and what Jesus said there, that we need to stay connected to the vine, 
You know, that's and that's, that's where we without being connected, we can't do anything. Yes. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, the topic was deja vu. Mm-hmm. No, that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where are we headed? All right, let's go to Scott in Louisiana. Hi, Scott. Hey, Will and Mickey. Scott, Louisiana, hey. how you doing? Doing good. Hey, brother. <laughs> hey, uh, now, Mickey, I know you're from New Orleans. Will, aren't you from the Gulf South area? I'm from New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay, okay, then you all might understand this. I know this is not in the box, right? This is not the normal thing, but it is Gumbo Friday, even though it's like yes. 70 degrees in Louisiana today. Right. Um, <laughs> about eight weeks ago, I know that's not this week, but I've been trying to get in. Plus, y'all had some really hard Fridays for some reason. And then I did get in, but, you know, you had to straighten the guy out in his doctor, and so I didn't get on the show. Wow. Anyway, I want to go back. You had a doctor... You had a professor on, and, and he was, I think, a linguist, uh, Hebrew and Greek and stuff. And toward the yes. very end of the show, you started getting into the question about predestination and the wording and stuff. And he mm. answered it very well. It was at the very end of the show. So it got to me to thinking about when my wife and I found out that we were predestined, uh, you know, I started looking into it. I'm thinking, man, look at all this, you know, how it's going to be, you know, and, and, and it's basically paid for. And we really started looking because even though there's still that cost to get there, and we we looked at it. And I'm really sad to say that that we just we couldn't do it. And so I'm not predestined anymore because we ended up going to Gulf Shores instead. I knew it. I knew it. You know, I knew it. Okay. Amen. When you started saying we couldn't afford it, thank you, Scott. I love you, brother. So I have come to recognize that when we see a call from Scott in Louisiana, there's going to be a punchline. So I'm waiting for it. So mm-hmm. I was, I was at first, I wasn't exactly sure, but I knew, okay, something's coming here. And then when I heard predestined, I thought, oh, it's got to be a play on Destin. It's got to be. So very good. Brother, thank you so much. Good one. I appreciate the journey you took us on for that one. Good one. Will the Great. <laughs> Where do we go next? All right, let's go to Brother Jerry in Tennessee. Hi, hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, you there? Oh, sorry, y'all. Yes, I am Okay, here. go happy ahead. Happy New Year's. Hey, you know, happy, happy New Year. Oh, oh he said up, happy New hold Year's. Up. Hold <laughs> up. I did that for you, Mickey. <laughs> Mickey Disrespectful. Oh, my uh, goodness. Hey, Mickey, Mickey, on that email where the guy left his job. Yeah. Yeah. You, you and I noticed the two-month pause between jobs in that email. And I was like, mm. oh, my goodness, he didn't have a job to go to. Mm. But two you know months. what Will the Great heard? We heard <laughs> land with chickens, chickens. on it. Yes. yes. <laughs> that did stick out to me. I was like, man, look, won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> you know what? Will is already looking for a new job because he thinks that's the only way God's going to get land with chickens on it. Chickens. Hey. Chickens. Uh you know, on a side note, y'all had a Friday uh, episode one one time, and you talked about donuts. And I thought Will couldn't have been more he, less interested in that. Oh, for sure. But you had one about land and chickens and pigs, and <laughs> man, he was lit up like a Christmas tree all, all day, hey, all day. Okay, hey, uh, I wanted to give you an update from the last uh, marriage family life conference. Mm. Okay, uh, Miki, you talked about reading uh, the Little Pilgrim's Progress. Yes. My wife and I have done that since we got back. I just watched the movie. 
uh, little no, it's just Pilgrim's Progress. We're about mm-hmm. to show that to the kids, like the couple of kids, a young men I brought with us to the camp, mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, conference. Yeah. Yes. We're going to show that because it is so powerful. It is. Um, but here's the th- here, here's the thing I really wanted to share with you. You had a husband and wife there, and they spoke, and they impacted me so powerfully uh, mm-hmm. at at the conference. Miki, your talk was great. We took takeaways from you, but this one really hit me in the stomach. I guess Jerry, you don't have to say that to me, Jerry. I'm secure. It's okay. Well, I, 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 I thought I heard you sniffling when you were crying, and I wanted to make sure you were okay. <laughs> hey, but they asked this question. They said, "Would your wife say that you cherish cherish her?" Hmm. And that really stuck with me, and it would not go away. And I started praying and asking God to help me love her so, so that she would say and know that I cherish her. And I, mm. I just wanted to, to share with you, as I look back over the last six months, I, God has changed me drastically and I haven't asked her, but I think it's changed us drastically, uh, mm. made me less selfish, made me more focused on her. And I just wanted to thank y'all for that and tell other people Praise listening, if you, if you get a chance to go, it was, I'm telling you, I have not mm. been able to get that statement out of my head. Wow. And uh, God has really used that. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you for that all is you so do encouraging. these conferences. Wow. Yeah, God Thank bless you, you, brother. I appreciate that. That is so encouraging. You know, one of the things that I, I really value about what the Lord does is that he knows how to meet us exactly where we are. And the Holy Spirit really shines the light on content that we receive. You know, you can um, be receiving a lot of different messages and a mm-hmm. lot of information, but the Holy Spirit who resides in us of necessity, like we need him, you know, he will take and kind of shine a light on that one thing that you need to be focused on. And as Will the Great was saying just this morning, kind of keep you there. Yeah. Like keep you in that place where you're meditating and thinking on those things and then putting into practice the conviction that comes along with that. That's so encouraging. Thank you, Jerry. All right. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You can comment on anything that we've talked about all this week. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Will the Great, where are we headed? All right, let's go to Dennis in Texas. Hi, Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Are you there? Well, I guess I, I hear something. Hey, Dennis. But I'm... Are you there? Maybe, maybe uh. Dennis thought we weren't coming to him. <laughs> well. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Dennis, that we were short in getting back to you. We, we apologize. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Oh, I feel bad about that. All right, Will the Great. Where do we go next? Let's go to Larry. Hi, Larry. Hello. 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 Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, uh, my question is, um, why, I wonder what do God think about us Christians smoking and drinking? Now, me personally, I don't smoke or drink. I have never smoked and drink. I guess God took that away from me at an early age. Mm-hmm. But I was just wondering about that. Okay. That's my mm. question. All right. Well, I would say, first of all, um, you know, and I, I'm pretty... I guess straight to the point on my on my answer. Um, the Bible does talk about not being drunk with wine. You know, it, it talks mm-hmm. a lot about uh, Paul talks about our temple being that of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. You it's know, and and so in that view, I would take the same view as you, Larry. I, you know, that it's not uh, something that I would do because I recognize that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to defile it with anything uh, like that. Um, now. I won't say that, you know, people who drink that they're in sin, but being drunk 
is a sin. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. And, and that is that is uh, clearly laid out in, in the scripture that we should be filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, we should be controlled by him, not Amen. by any type of uh, drink or whatever it may be, you know. And so yeah. to to have a uh, to the point answer, I would say uh, that it's not for Christians to to do those things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that. And I, I would look at the scriptural text here in First Corinthians chapter six. And mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul wrote a lot about um, the body and, and, and not being mastered and, and just That's that right. our, our bodies are presented to the Lord as a living sacrifice. The body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so there's so much that you can extract from that. But I, I think sometimes and, and I would say that I don't know that our brother is driving at this, but what I have noticed in Christians is that sometimes we are looking for the hard and fast. Do this, don't do this, do this, don't do that, right? And so so in a in a situation where you have a question about drinking, we would it would be much easier, which for some people, those who have their hearts set to violate God's commands, it doesn't matter. They're gonna yeah, violate them right. anyway, you know? But I think for others, it would be much easier just to say, well, this is a prohibition, we don't do this. I think it poses a conflict when you read the Apostle Paul telling Timothy to have a little wine with his stomach or mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus turning water into wine at a wedding. Um, clearly, you can see that the prohibition there is one of avoiding excess, not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the spirit of God. Um, then you look at First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Now, when I read that, this actually goes beyond drinking and smoking. Mm-hmm. So this this actually pertains to food and consumption right. of media. That's this right. this is anything in our life that has a rule and a reign over us. So we as Christians find it very easy to reject our nationally agreed upon vices. Mm. <laughs> Prohibition was a thing. We actually we find it easier to agree with those nationally agreed upon vices. But for the faithful Christian living in America, we actually have a little bit of a higher calling that is to go to the word of God and see. So so a person might say, well, I'm not drinking and I'm not smoking, but are you abusing food? That's a great point. Like, you, you see what I'm saying? Do, do you just eat for sport? Or are you just sort of like, I'm not hungry, but man, it looks good. And and are you I, I'm full now, but I'm going to keep going. So so God actually condemns this. Right. Like. But here's the thing, though. We've got to be able to understand what the Lord is actually referring to um, in on the topic of mastery, mm-hmm. not allowing things to master us. Uh, verse 13 goes on food for the stomach and the stomach for food. But God will do away with both of them. Yet the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord is for the body. So just to say it simply and and as profoundly as the scriptures put it, the question is one of mastery. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think who was, oh, there was somebody I heard, some preacher, I can't remember who it was, but there was some preacher who said something kind of tongue in cheek and said that he was asked by a member of his congregation if he thought smoking would send him to hell, you know, and he <laughs> said, I can't tell you that smoking will send you to hell but I could tell you that if you're going to heaven, you're going to get there before I do if you're smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. You guys got that? Right. So, look, there are just things that we can do that are wise. There are things, there are certain things that we just should not be involved in, whether or not the Bible expressly goes through and says, you shall not do this, right? There, there are things that the Lord gives us wisdom. And this is why, again, knowledge and wisdom are different. 
because you have doctors who smoke. Come on. <laughs> yes. That's not wise. That's not wise. That's a they lot have of knowledge. knowledge. But, but no way to apply that, uh, right? No way to use that, not knowing mm-hmm. how to use that knowledge that they have. So anyway, I hope that that's encouraging. Look, the Lord has given us a freedom in Christ, but it's a freedom unto Christ, right? Yeah. So it's a freedom unto him, like seeking those things that please him, that our desires now are we rewired. I think the person who is truly in Christ, who comes to the Lord, Our desires are not to have anything numb us. That's right. Our desires are for the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.